should stay in the shadows so no. everyone who's listening we have a third person on with us today say hello VIP. hello i like how you waved <laughs> <laughs> i do that sometimes too what do you want us to call you uh i actually did think about this <laughs> of course you did <laughs> Because I'm uh, joined, as always, by Bay and Jay, so uh, I'm going to go with A. Oh my gosh, I did not see that one coming. It's a little <laughs> pretty little liars that we're throwing out here. Who's A? So, um, so oh. I'm Bay. I'm Jay. And now we have? A. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the part I don't get. Episode? 34. Three? No, because last week it was my it was my age. Oh yeah. Okay, yeah. Thirty-four. That's the only reason I remembered. <laughs> All right. Thirty-four. Let me crack my my drink. Oh, let's do it at the same time. Ready? Synchronize. Uh, three, two, one. <laughs> it went all over the keyboard. We like to well, keep Yeah, yeah. Now my uh, equipment's all wet. <laughs> Well, that's what he said. <laughs> so we have a special episode for all of our listeners today. Normally, Jay and I never tell each other as a golden rule what our topics are going to be. And it's always a fun surprise, which I have said before is my absolute favorite part is, is that anticipation before Jay tells me what her topic is, is always my favorite part. <laughs> but this time we decided to all go with the same theme, but we have different topics. So we did break our rule a little bit just to make sure that we didn't all just do the exact same thing. So right. our topics this week are, what is it, Jay? Aliens. Aliens. <laughs> <laughs> so it's anything alien related that we didn't get. And yeah. We are going to start ourselves off with our guest speaker, A, this, this week. So whenever oh. you're ready, A, share with us all the things. Well, actually, just pick one thing. Oh, um, yes. Yeah, so should we uh, do a shout out to A's podcast? Oh, yeah, of course. So, A, what is your podcast that you have? Oh, thanks. Uh, so, uh, I am a co-host of a podcast, a movie podcast, uh, called Step and Repeat, which is available on uh, wherever you find your podcast, probably the one you're listening to now. <laughs> uh, but it's a movie podcast that I co-host uh, with my friend Matt, and we... Uh, each pick a movie for every episode. It's usually once a week that we record and um, review it and kind of talk about its impacts on society <laughs> or, or whatnot. And uh, that actually was the inspiration for me to come to you guys for uh, my topic because we recently reviewed the movie Independence Day, did a rewatch. Classic. And, uh, mm -hmm. 1996, Roland Emmerich. Now, did, <laughs> did, it, did it stand the test of time? That's my only question. <laughs> or is that, uh, is that a loaded question? <laughs> uh, you'll, you'll have to listen to the podcast to uh, oh, find true. out. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I just oh. called myself out. <laughs> But um, I did like some research into uh, like aliens and uh, UFOs in particular uh, that I did not get to talk about on the episode. So that's what led me to reach out to you two, uh, asked if you had ever considered uh, doing this. Uh, I know you did the Area 51 episode. Mm -hmm. Previously, and I think that was like the closest that you got. But 
never really talked about like the Area 51 of it all. It's like the storm Area 51. Yes. And that didn't right. really it was very much to do with actual. Yeah, yeah. it was more like the craziness of it. <laughs> yeah. I think I think the alien topic was something we always like wanted to do, but there were so many like subtopics. That's why this is perfect where we can each pick like subtopics Absolutely. and cover it. Because when you Google strange news, like aliens pop up every single time. Right. So for right. me, like, I just didn't think that it was, it was just too much. It's just not enough, like, for just one person to go on that, that Google hole. Yeah, like, it's too much of a dark it. hole. So <laughs> much, yeah. much easier. So thank you for, you had an yes. issue you couldn't scratch. Well. And, uh, even I'm concerned I, like, didn't do enough research because the hole is so deep. That... If anything, you probably did way more than the two of us did. That is quite all right. <laughs> a little yeah. bit is all we need. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. just the cliff notes. That's all we do. I yeah. know. Um, so, yeah. So, my topic is UFOs. Unidentified flying objects. All right. Her? Okay. Did you know that the more accepted term these days is uh, UAPs? I, I did see that when I was researching. Whoa! What is yeah. a UAP? Uh, it is an unidentified aerial? aerial phenomena. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Is that because there's less of a stigma with that word? or? <laughs> uh, that is part of my uh, oh. topic. The, I'm always getting ahead stigma. of myself. Uh, he does this so all the time. We're, I know, we're I get excited. Uh, so, did you guys know that the U.S. military has confirmed the existence of UFOs? Yes. No. Oh, I did not know. Because a UFO doesn't necessarily... Oh, it doesn't have to be aliens. Yes, yeah. So, I think that's one of the main reasons why they're cool with saying, so, you know, so like happens. if... If I was like flying a plane and didn't get permission or something and someone saw it, that could that be considered a UFO because they it wasn't registered or whatever? Yeah, I mean it's not a very interesting UFO, but Yeah, but I mean that but that's what I'm saying it could be like something pretty lame. Yeah. The <laughs> or, interesting sorry, UAP. Ones, yeah. Like it also could mean like a drone, right? Like that you do research later on and then you find out yeah. it was like, "Oh, is this other thing that makes sense?" So uh, UFOs that end up being identified that have an explanation. Yeah, right. UFOs don't have an explanation. So, uh, so the U.S. Navy, this, like, honestly, it was only in April, but now it feels like it was years ago, <laughs> are uh, the way that time works now in the COVID world. <laughs> one month equals one year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the U.S. Navy confirmed the uh, existence of, of a couple of videos that uh, were came out on the internet a few years back that show Navy pilots like seeing UFOs, and you can hear them on the videos. Um, I have the videos, so hopefully. Oh. Uh, you'd be able to post it to the Instagram page to, to watch, to see. Uh, and you can hear the Navy pilots, like, talk about videos, like, as they're happening. And uh, they're saying things like, look at that dude. And, like, <laughs> of them. And, um, they talk about how the UFO is, like, moving, like, 120 um knots against the wind just like defying all sorts of physics oh shit so uh and um so these got leaked on the internet like a few years ago and it like excited a bunch of ufoologists and uh, that is a thing i've realized yes. <laughs> <laughs> or enthusiasts and anyway they, uh, so everyone got all excited about them, but I guess the uh, Pentagon didn't really confirm them up until a pandemic where they tried to just bury the news. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, so, hey, look over here. I know. <laughs> yeah, like people, not a, 
everyone kind of knew about this. I feel like this would be like headline news. <laughs> Wait, so this happened three years ago? No, no, no. Uh, this happened, the videos were released on the internet, but like, if you go to YouTube and you put in UFO videos, you can find anything. Like, anything. Yeah. So, so it wasn't really confirmed yet. Right. And then the Department of Defense came out and said, yes, these videos are real. They're from the Navy. And wow. We don't know what they are. <laughs> so that means they did the whole research behind it and concluded nothing. Couldn't find so it. So they looked into any possibility it could be and couldn't figure it out. Yeah. Wow, that's creepy. So it wasn't like a drone or anything, obviously. Yeah, that they that they know of. I can't wait to look at these videos. <laughs> uh, well, like in classic military, they didn't really say much, but they were like, yeah. don't know. <laughs> So, um, so yeah, so it got me like really interested kind of in the history of UFOs or like what are UFOs or why we care about them like kind of today. So um, I found some historical examples of UFOs. They, uh, the oldest one that I could find uh, is in like ancient Sanskrit writings. So oh, like, wow. like 4,000 BC. <laughs> Jesus. Where they would just like describe airships. And this is like well before flight was a thing. Yeah. <laughs> or any sort right. of thing for airships. So like some indications there. Uh, I think my favorite one though was... Uh, in 1211, uh, I think AD, so. Oh, that's the year I was born. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that way, uh, you know, to keep track of the episode numbers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that, there's a UFO sighting uh, at a church where they described an airship that dropped an anchor into the church, like kind of like a hook, and the uh, the like, um, worshippers like kind of go outside and are, like very obviously confused as to what happens. But the pastor was like, "No, let's just uh, like let it happen, see what happens, <laughs> and go go with the flow." But the worshippers like wanted to check it out and. <laughs> And eventually, but the airship or whatever, UFO, pulled, like, the anchor away and, like, flew off. So this all happened in, like, 1211 AD. And, uh, but they've, like, really become much bigger since World War II in particular. Like, that's, like, when pilots started to become... yeah bigger and bigger so like as we started flying more they got more and more ufo sightings yeah well it's like that uh shark lady we were in their house you know like <laughs> <laughs> you were going into its yeah. house what do you yeah. think is gonna happen when a chicken comes into my house it gets me eat it <laughs> um the creepiest thing that i've like been thinking about during this whole research is uh, people who, some people who believe in aliens uh, are scared of the idea that aliens have always been here. And what if like Earth was their home planet and they left and <laughs> are just like searching for minerals or something? And That's like the premise of know. like aliens. When you look at the prequel movies, um, like with Michael Fassbender, like that's mm -hmm. how they created the human race. Like we're basically an offshoot of their DNA. It's, yeah. That's kind of crazy to think. I but, know. What if they come back? What if they, what if they realize there's nothing else better out there and they're like, eh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, movies are what inspired this topic. So, um, I think the most famous UFO sighting is Roswell, New Mexico, which happened in 1947. And there was a lot of 
like news reports at the time as to kind of what happened or people seeing the UFO, a lot of reports, but uh, the official uh, rationale is that it was a surveillance balloon that crashed. And so that's where, that's where like all the debris and the discs, uh, they found discs came from. Uh, but what I did not know was that it kind of went away for a little while. Uh, the, all the talk around Roswell, like it didn't start to become like really big until the 70s when this physicist gave this interview and essentially said like, it wasn't a surveillance balloon. It was <laughs> a Someone that like worked for the government or like uh, an insider? It's Major Jesse Marcel. So it was a major, so it was like- in So the, he's in the military. Yeah. And of course this got like all the UFOologists. Yeah, they're like, yes, we got one. Yeah. <laughs> I actually don't know if I'm saying that right. It might be like UFOlogists. I think it's UFOlogists. Yeah, yeah. UFOlogists. Yeah. Seems right. No, no double O. So um, then it just like took off from there. And now like Roswell's this huge, huge thing, clearly. So, um, but like the government still says it was a surveillance balloon. Yeah. It, there were like official reports, multiple, multiple official reports. But of course that's what the government reports are going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Likely story. Did you know that there was a a big UFO sighting in Washington, D.C.? No. Is where I'm calling from. (laughs) uh, But it was in 1952, so it was a little while back. But it was like (laughs) a string of sightings in D.C. in July of 1952. So the point that like they got the interest of the president who would like listen in on calls to help explain it and uh, basically a bunch of air traffic controllers and pilots and um, stewardesses saw these like orange lights and couldn't explain it and uh, so the government of course looked into it and their official explanation was that it was probably stars or meteors so they, they really? <laughs> I know the government like always has uh the government always has explanations that yeah do. it's like they have a list of like here's some explanations we can use for this one you know yeah. <laughs> but in recent years it's kind of become more and more accepted to like be a ufologist or a I guess they should say like UAP uh, enthusiasts. Uh, <laughs> so my favorite ufologists uh, is probably someone you might be familiar with. Uh, do you know Tom DeLong from Blink-182? Yes. Yes. Well, he He's, was connected to the Storm Area 51, wasn't he? Yeah. He, really? He's a ufologist. He is a massive ufologist. Wait, what does one have to do to become a ufologist? Is there a criteria or you just are into it? Uh, it is not a respected scientific <laughs> <laughs> profession. Okay. So, so there's no sort of a master's or PhD involved. <laughs> well, so that is actually the part that I don't get is like, why don't we sort of look into it more? The government won't let you. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like cryptozoology during like the Mothman, um, the Mothman episode that I did. Like that's a real thing too. Yeah, so I think that it's more of like independent study and like your personal interests. I would assume that there would be very few legitimate classes on the collegiate level that you could take oh yeah just specialize in these things yeah i guess because it's so hard to prove and it's just yeah scattered it's hard to study um you can't like you can't control for anything yeah exactly you can't do you can't go out looking for a ufo they just kind of happen right 
and then we just have to like take their work for it essentially right. yes so uh, that's like probably the real answer but that's not stopping people from trying so <laughs> there uh, are very much a number of organizations that look at these uh, yep <laughs> i came across some of those too <laughs> Oh, um, stop me if I'm getting ahead of myself for, for your... Oh, no, I don't, I don't talk about any specific organizations in mind, so... Oh, uh, my favorite is the largest, I think the world's oldest and largest uh, civilian UFO investigation and research organization. Yeah, I remember that one came up. Uh, Mutual UFO Network, or MUFON. <laughs> I love that name. <laughs> Me too. I like can't stop saying it. My favorite thing on their website, which is MUFON.com. <laughs> kind of like MUFON.com. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wonder if they get, like, accidental hits. Yeah, maybe. They're like, come join us instead. <laughs> uh, so my favorite thing that MUFON has is a live UFO tracker. <laughs> so every time they report, That's on pretty cool. you can look into it. But uh, MUFON is still a, a nonprofit organization, so they are still trying to like profitize it, including Tom DeLong, who launched the to the to the Stars Academy, <laughs> which is uh, a private organization that uh, tries to get government, uh, former government officials that like research this stuff to uh, end the stigma, sort of end the taboo behind it. And uh, they uh, have like an art and entertainment arm where like, that's Tom DeLong's idea, of course, uh, where they put out like comics or TV shows. They're gonna have a history channel show uh, on UFOs and like studying UFOs um, and and then they get like the government officials to go meet with other government officials to convince them to study UFOs uh, to end the stigma <laughs> because some, some people fight for equal rights some people you know they want UFO rights <laughs> you know <laughs> think the ending a stigma for the belief that there's extraterrestrial life is that bad oh no 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 it's, it's interesting in aliens, but it's just, it's just the way they go about it it just sometimes you get a little bit of the crazies in there you know? oh, yeah. so, Tom DeLong, <laughs> this is why he left blank 182 was to because i was gonna ask like i'm not joking so i went to like the to the stars academy website and there's this whole video with tom DeLong on it and he said he wanted to quote unquote change the world for his kids so <laughs> okay he formed formed the to the stars academy you know he found his calling i guess yeah you know when you hear that calling you just gotta go yeah you know, if the million dollar career isn't working, you <laughs> he's got money to spare. I'm sure the royalties are, are legit. <laughs> well, I heard, I don't think they got along in Blink-182 anyway, so that probably didn't, you know, didn't help. That's a, <laughs> he, he left that part out of the investment. Yes, yes, I'm sure that was uh, brushed over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nothing from Mark or Travis. Those are the other two. <laughs> Crickets. <laughs> yeah. You know, Foo Fighters really like saving whales. Blink-182, all about the aliens. <laughs> or at least one-third. One-third, yes. Uh, ha oh, there are also UFO support groups. Yes. <laughs> which um, I uh, would love to be a fly on that wall. To oh, my God. For real. In, like, church basements and stuff? I mean... The well, they're probably on Zoom calls now. But. <laughs> yeah, but so like, I tried what to the support for. Yeah, I tried to look it, look up if there were any local for when I was looking at my topic. I could not find anything. Uh, I should have looked to see if there were any local ones. Um, but 
the uh, the last thing that I'll kind of add is that they are probably a realistic sort of explanation for UFOs, uh, at least psychologically, is that there's probably some religious influence. Mm. So, um, like you see this like in a lot of paintings too of like angels or like God in the sky. So um, like people associate those things with phenomenon that can't be explained like the sky. So um, they see that a lot too. Oh, also UFO sightings and reportings uh, happen far more at drinking hours than <laughs> well do you think that maybe that has something to do with it being dark outside yeah. though and like, yeah that's a that's what i wondered too um i and like there are way more ufo sightings out west than there are on the east coast yeah because like the sky is bigger and, right and there's less light pollution yeah so um so there are a number of sort of explanations for that but I've never seen a UFO. I've always wanted to. I think that would I remember when I was little, every plane I saw, I was like, it's a UFO. Yeah. <laughs> um, though, uh, I have like kind of think I've seen a ghost. So. <laughs> <laughs> kind of think I saw a ghost. So if I like feel like I've seen a ghost, I can see, um, I feel I can understand people who have like seen a UFO, like something that happened that they like can't explain. Yeah. So you are open to the idea that it is like a possibility that UFOs. Yeah, and we should research. I think we should research it. Like, what's the harm in? Oh yeah, of course. It, so. Tax dollars. That's what. Yeah. <laughs> well, there are well, or if you join the To the Stars Academy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Tom DeLonge will use all his Blink-182 money to buy the, you know, appropriate equipment and um, look into those UFOs. Yeah. yeah. And he'll perform all the small things on the side. <laughs> that about aliens? For it. Let's find <laughs> now out I'm going to listen true. for all the uh, undertones in the songs to see if they're really about UFOs. The, um, I believe they prefer the term UAPs. Oh, I'm sorry. It's UAPologists. Oh, that's probably a bad. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Snowflake. <laughs> Let's get our facts straight because this podcast is nothing if not completely and totally factual. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm probably wrong on a lot of this. So that's quite all right. <laughs> the only accepted sources are Wikipedia. And, um, a live blog. Box.com, <laughs> BuzzFeed, you know, the real source. Less 25 is one of Babe's favorites. Yeah, yeah 25. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I should have just done a, a full list of UFO settings. <laughs> well, that was good. Yeah, thank you. That's That was very interesting. I, I want to look at this, this military film. I want to look at that website. I feel like it's going to give me nightmares. I don't know. <laughs> Mufon.com and... <laughs> It's and I'll, I'll, I'll send you guys the video. Um, it's, yeah. it's kind of eerie. Yeah, just email it to me and I'll pop that on our Instagram for sure. Yeah. Cool. cool. So I think it is Jay's turn next. Yes. So um, kind of similar to UFOs, but more specifically, uh, my kind of subtopic um, was um, alien abductions. Um, Ooh. So, yes. Um, so the first, um, reported, like the, the big, I mean, it's been reported for years and years, but the first kind of like well-documented, um, alien abduction was pretty recently in September of 1961. Um, it was by a couple, um, named Betty and Barney Hill. They were on their way home from a three-day trip. They were actually visiting Canada. They were coming home, um, to, um, Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Um, they were on their kind of last leg of the trip. They're trying to make it home to avoid an incoming hurricane. So they were really kind of pushing oh through. Gracious. Yeah. <laughs> they oh, yeah. get that on the hurricane and get abducted by aliens. Right, I know, right? Little did they also, know. 
Also, um, before we get ahead of ourselves, aren't Betty and Barney the name of the couple in the Flintstones? Oh my gosh. Yeah, I think- Betty and Barney Rubble? Yeah, isn't it? Oh, that's a good point. I wonder if they're based on him. I didn't see anything about that. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And they were an inter interracial couple, which was very, you know- In the 1960s. 1960s. Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, so they're driving down this uh, windy road. There's no cars in sight um, in the White Mountains of New Hampshire. They both notice a strange white light that appeared to be following them. Um, they stop to get a better look at the light source, and when Betty, um, she, I guess, has a pair of binoculars, um, <laughs> she <laughs> to look out the window, you know, on that long drive. Yeah, you know, you gotta have one. Um, she noticed when she looked through the binoculars that the light was actually an object spinning in the air. Um, they got back in the car, they see it's still following them, so, and it's getting even closer, so finally Barney just happens to have a gun, um, <laughs> so he... <laughs> runs into the woods with his gun to get a closer look. He sees a large round flat object that was the size of a jet, about a hundred feet up. Um, inside, so this story, I, I, I've I read differing stories, but inside were gray uniformed beasts staring at him. Um, in some versions of the story, they had Nazi uniforms on. Oh, wow. um, so he attempted to reach for his gun, but he could not. Uh, he tried to run back to the car um, but all of a sudden Barney and Betty experienced, um, or they, they, they both felt instantly drowsy and then lost consciousness. Uh, when they woke up two hours later, they were 35 miles down the road from where they originally were. Um, when they got home, um, Betty reported the incident to the Air Force. Um, as time went on, Betty began experiencing disturbing dreams while Barney developed an ulcer and anxiety issues. They didn't know what was going on, so they sought help from a psychiatrist and neurologist named Benjamin Simon, who specialized in hypnosis. How do we just call up the Air Force? I know, like, did they you not know, go to the cops first? Is it like poison control? You just have that magnet on back, Well, you know, back in this day, it was probably a lot less numbers. They didn't have it. <laughs> you, know, you know, it was probably just in the phone book. Um, <laughs> who knows? Yeah. So, um, it was under A, so <laughs> easy yeah. enough. Look very far. Yeah, was it under yeah. F? Force, comma, air? <laughs> I've got great jokes. <laughs> um, so the, the, let's see, um, blah, blah, blah. Um, so basically they, they saw the, um, the psychiatrist and he put them under hypnosis, which I am realizing that I think I left that part out of my writing here. Um, <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> off of your memory, pure yes. conjecture. Yes, but um, but basically, it was more Betty's account. Um, but Betty, um, these you know these memories came back to her through hypnosis that the aliens basically like beamed them up into their spaceship and that they did some like medical testing on them and um, you know, different sort of tests and then put them back basically. Um, so this is actually very, the most common way of people like supposedly um, getting their memories back from when they are abducted um, hypnosis. Um, I'm referring to hypnosis is kind of the way that people, um, okay. remember what happened. Um, is it possible to plant ideas yes. in people's yes. minds through hypnosis? Yes, that was the next part I was getting to. Oh, um, <laughs> so, um, so actually the, the psychiatrist that saw them actually came out and said he believed that Betty had just dreamt it and that they both came to believe it actually happened. Um, basically that like Barney absorbed her dream. So um, there are many different reasons um, that, you know, this could happen. Um, one major um, thing that happens is called, or one theory is um, false memory syndrome. So, Basically, um, it's when we're kind of 
given an idea that's put in our head and then like, oh, you're abducted by aliens and then your brain fills in the gaps um, to kind of help you make sense of it, even though the memories are false. Um, so there are actually seven stages in the false memory sy oh. syndrome that they talk oh. about on Wikipedia. Um, this is more specific to the alien abduction aspect of it. So basically the person um, has to accept the idea that the unexplained experiences are signs of an alien abduction. So like meaning, okay, um, I woke up and I'm 35 miles away from where I was. Maybe I have like tears on my clothes or I think another, um, another um, like issue that they had mentioned was their watches had stopped. Um, so like unexplainable things. Um, number two, the person seeks out a therapist who is an authority figure and accepts this claim or at least is receptive to the idea, you know, um, like, you know, some therapists might be like, eh, yeah, okay. Um, believer. <laughs> yeah. And then number three, the, the therapist themselves can plant the idea for an abduction narrative. Um, number four, no other explanations are explored. Like, oh, maybe you got in an accident. Maybe you did some drugs, you know. <laughs> um, number five, uh, in, increased commitment to the abduction explanation and increased anxiety reduction due to ambiguity reduction. Basically just like a fancy way of saying like you're more committed to this idea and it helps, um, it helps with the anxiety about not knowing what actually happened because it's like, okay, I have an explanation now. So it's gotta be this. This is if I think about anything else, it's going to make me anxious. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, number six, the therapist validates the abductee's experience and gives positive reinforcement. Um, and then finally, the client slash um, abductee takes on a victim role and becomes integrated. Uh, the abduction becomes part of their identity, which I always found kind of interesting. It kind of reminds me of the flat earther thing that we talked about two weeks ago, like, or no, that was more than two weeks ago, but um, how like being a flat earther, like it kind of became their identity and like, yeah. it's like, even if they like got proof that it wasn't real, it's like, they can't like leave their people, you know, <laughs> this is who they've become. Um, so some other possibilities for, um, abductions or the feeling of being abduct abducted is, um, a state of like, um, it's called hypnogagia. So it's a transitional state from wakefulness to sleep, like when you're falling asleep, basically. Um, and I've definitely experienced this. Um, but like during this phase of consciousness, um, you're more subject to like hallucinations, lucid thoughts or lucid dreaming and sleep paralysis. Um, so you, you can have different um, sights. You can see lights, uh, random speckles, uh, lines and geometrical patterns. You can see figures. Um, that's also where, um, if you've ever fallen asleep somewhere uncomfortable and you get that feeling like you're falling, like that's oh, called the, yes. yeah, that's called like the hypnic jerk. There's a word for that. <laughs> I get that all the time. If I fall asleep, like on a plane or something like, yeah. just, <laughs> like the whole premise behind the movie inception. Yeah. No. Okay. Oh, it's been a while. Um, yeah. And then <laughs> this is my favorite, uh, the Tetris effect. Um, if you spend a long time um, doing a repetitive activity, especially if it's a new activity before you go to sleep, you'll start to see images of it as you become drowsy. So like if you know, you've been playing Tetris for a long time and that definitely happened to me, like you'll start seeing the blocks falling. <laughs> I've definitely dreamt of things like Tetris before. Yeah, or even if you were on a boat or you were swimming, like you feel the waves hitting you, or they talked about being on a trampoline, you can feel like you're still bouncing. Okay. Um, so, um, there have been several, um, you know, alien abductions that have been reported. Um, you know, there's like, it's one of those things like UFOs, it's like there's no real proof, it's just people's stories, and it's all a lot of times under hypnosis. Um, and it's pretty much like most psychologists and scientists, like pretty much have rejected the, the, all the stories that have come out where like, kind of like with the government, like, oh, it's this or that, you know, like these different, like false memory syndrome or, um, you know, they like diagnose them. Right, exactly. Um, 
but there, so with the narratives, they did find some similarities, which I thought was interesting. Um, oh. Yeah, so they found that, um, that most abductions have several of the same characteristics. Number one, the capture, basically a feeling that something familiar but unknown will occur, anxiety for an unknown reason before it occurs, and then all of a sudden, um, an altered state of consciousness and an unidentified light source appears. Uh, number two is the uh, examination, which can be very invasive, physiological or psychological. They tend to focus more on the screen, uh, screen the skin, the cranium, the, the nervous system, and the reproductive system. Um, I know the one with Betty, uh, they gave her like some sort of pregnancy test, but it was like through her stomach or something. It was weird. Um, number three is like some sort of communication, usually telepathically. Um, number four is a tour of the alien spaceship. <laughs> you know, gotta have the tour. Gotta have the tour. But they said it also might be that the patient, the person was taken to multiple parts of the ship and they just like misconstrued it as a tour. Such <laughs> <laughs> a nice place you got here. <laughs> Three bathrooms? Um, My goodness. <laughs> How much did you pay for this show? <laughs> did you find it on Zillow? <laughs> <laughs> Alien Zillow. Um, and another characteristic is, of course, loss of time, uh, returning to Earth at a different location with new injuries or like tattered clothing. Um, and then there was, I'm not sure about this word. Hey, you might be able to help me because it's religious, I think. Uh, theopony? Theopony? T-H-E-O-P-H-A-N-Y. Sure. It's like <laughs> basically, <laughs> it's kind of like basically you like did ecstasy and you have this like profound sense of love or a high kind of um, feeling connected to the universe or to God. Um, and then same thing, the religious thing, like with yeah, the yeah, exactly. It's weird that there was a connection between those two because I, I figured they would be like butt heads more. Well, it's like it's kind of like projecting, right? So, like yeah. what you want to be true or subconsciously, yeah, you maybe want, then that's what you get, <laughs> right? In your visions, assuming that's assuming that these don't happen, yeah, right. Um, and then, like, the aftermath is the, the last part of the, um, and a lot of them <laughs> uh, suffer from post-abduction syndrome, which is not actually recognized as a actual medical, <laughs> you know, diagnosis by any medical organization, but, um, and I, it, it did say that there are support groups for alien abductions. Um, now, see, but, that I find to be more, like, legit why would someone need a support group for just a ufo or maybe like other people uh, yeah. yes but the it's like, yeah, like, seeing a ufo isn't traumatic but like thinking you were abducted by someone yeah. I could that's traumatic yeah um yeah so um there, you know, there were like maybe a handful of like very well-known stories, um, but you know, none of them really had anything that I was hoping I'd find one that was like, "Oh, this has like a lot of evidence that can't be refuted." But you know, a lot of them were kind of like similar to like what was seen in movies. So a lot of people speculate that it was like, you know, after like Mars, is it Mars attacks? Yeah, yeah, like that. And a lot of them were like already in, really into UFOs. Yeah. Um, so it's like they were more open to the idea. Yeah. Um, chicken and the egg kind of thing. Yeah. But um, one of my favorite ones, and I was kind of thinking about this, Andy, when you're telling me about the, the military sightings of, it was this pilot that was, I think it was in Australia. Um, I, he reported um, like, he reported seeing a strange object above him while he was flying and all of a sudden they hear like the, the plane basically crashes or what sounds like engine failure and um the plane like disappeared and he's been missing for 41 years um oh so yeah so maybe that's what happened to amelia Earhart. 
That is a legit theory. People do think that she might have been abducted by aliens. There was a whole episode of Voyager about that. Uh, <laughs> um, not to get away too much, but that is a reason why like the U.S. military is starting to take it more seriously, UFOs, because it's an actual safety threat to, yeah. to them. And, and it's like, like a level of terrorism, I guess, right? Or like i guess like if they're i mean like if it's not uh, terrorism would have to be like intentional i guess but oh. like it can interfere with their like ability to yeah live. homeland security yeah exactly yeah yeah but anyway, um so this yeah. australian guy yeah so i mean they were you know there have been abductions reported around the world but um from what i read it was mostly in english-speaking countries and mostly like mm. after like mo like movies came out about alien abductions and Privilege. i was an article saying like there was a big spike yeah. in and like oprah was interviewing people in like the 90s about you know that have been um saying there were those episodes really yeah but <laughs> that's like but before she went legit with her book club and stuff yeah yeah, and then, um, you know, X-Files was really big, but then basically, like, what I read was after 9-11, like, I think people just, like, kind of, like, shifted their focus to something else, and, like, and people just, like, weren't really, or another theory was, like, the alien people went kind of underground with the internet into their own little subculture. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, so, because I'm like, you know, you don't really hear about that anymore. I guess because... Um, 4chan. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> But yeah, that's that's kind of the main, um, just very outlined version of alien abductions. You know what that reminded me of, like the the phases. It kind of reminded me of when you did near death experiences. Yes, and, and there's a lot of people that believe that a near death experience is actually like aliens, like coming to take over your body. <laughs> yeah, like it just reminded me a lot because like it just seemed that you were saying when when we were doing that episode that a lot of people had these very thing variations in common yeah didn't know each other but it's also like when you're in varying stages of consciousness too when you think about it yeah that's true so but yeah the whole like um hypno hypno gosh the the phase when you're like about to go to sleep like i i think i, I probably told you this day i don't know if i've told you this a but <laughs> like there have been times where i've I like wake up and I swear I see somebody or something like standing right near my bed and like I'll like start screaming or like I'll like try to hit at it and then like I'll wake up and be like oh nothing's there or like George will wake me up and be like what isn't that wrong? sleep paralysis though no because sleep paralysis is when that's even scarier that's when you can't wake up like your your mind is awake but your body is you can't move yeah but don't people who have sleep paralysis see things um possibly um. <laughs> yeah I, th I think i think that is possible god i feel like you talked about that in an earlier episode. i think i did i think i i talked about that in the um the near-death experience one yeah maybe they're just all tying together yeah well that was good jay your your topic reminded me the whole time of that kate mckinnon snl sketch Oh my god. <laughs> and, and there was a show um, on TBS, remember, about a support group for people that thought they were abducted by aliens? Uh, wait, what? Yeah, because it came up when I was looking for support groups. It was... Shoot. Was it a reality show or...? Oh, no, no. It was, it was like a comedy. Oh, oh. I thought it was like a documentary. Yeah. Oh my god. Are you kidding me? I would have watched that like PBS <laughs> really taking this seriously. <laughs> well, my alien topic is not uh oh, it's called People of Earth. I'm sorry. Okay. My topic is um gruesome. I'm, I'm gonna try my darndest to make this lighthearted. <laughs> um because yeah. I think like you always see stuff like in like usually in a comedic sense and like movies and 
TV shows and things like that where like you'll see like aliens having something to do with like livestock and cows and stuff. And when I thought about it, I just figured that there were just like reports of them being abducted the whole time. I was very mistaken and it had nothing to do with abducting cows. It was all about cattle mutilation. So apparently there was a huge um, issue with this in the United States in the 60s and 70s and like even the FBI and the government had to get involved and and it was like nuts so I just wanted to try and that was like I really didn't understand like why do people always like make sketches about like cows and aliens and them being abducted and everything so I basically found out the reason why um uh, so allegedly aliens have been suggested as the cause of animal and cattle mutilations for a very long time. So many don't believe it has anything to do with aliens, actually, that there's so many different explanations and they can be anywhere from natural, natural decomposition. I don't know how cows just naturally decompose in the middle of a field in the middle of the night, yeah. but whatever. <laughs> uh, normal predation like wolves or coyotes cults have been blamed for this secret government and military agencies cryptids like the chupacabra and of course extraterrestrials so mutilations is it can range from anywhere from like the cattle being found dead to them being opened up to them being found drained of all of their blood um so that's essentially what that mutilation means um Aliens have also been apparently blamed for doing this to humans as well, but those reports are way more rare. Since the early 1970s, incidents of mutilated cattle, sheep, horses, rabbits, deer, bison, and elk have all been recorded with bloodless corpses, often lacking jaw, flesh, eyes, ears, tongues, lymph nodes, and genitalia being Ooh. removed. And that, that has been in the Bye. news since the 1970s in the U.S., I know. I really do hope anyone else is capable of Or natural predation. Like if it was just yeah. another animal, you know, the, yeah. the food chain, I'm totally cool with that. Yeah. Um, so in 1974, a few months after the first spate of alleged mutilations in the U.S., multiple farmers in, Nebra in Nebraska claimed to witness UFOs on the nights that their cattle were harmed. One claimed that he saw an object which, quote, looked as if it had a little bluish green light on each side with a glow surrounding it, end quote. The sightings were then hailed by UFO researchers, or as we learned from A, ufologists, yeah. as um, the first physical evidence of extraterrestrial life. I don't know if that's really the first physical evidence, um, but in this article it claimed to be. At the scenes of the crime, there are never any signs of footprints or any forensic evidence to point to a predator, a human, or animal um, being the cause of these. The ranchers filed reports with local brand inspect, uh, inspectors, the sheriff's office, but investigated investigations always resulted with no suspects, no leads, and no legit explanations that they could conclusively come to. In Colorado, many ranchers took to carrying guns and patrolling their fields at night, and the Bureau of Land Management ran ads in eastern Colorado newspapers urging ranchers not to shoot at survey helicopters when they saw them. So I'm assuming that was an issue. I know, um, I'm like, that's what they have to be told not to do I'm guessing so. Another big theory at the time, like the two biggest things were like aliens and then cults because the manson family murders had recently come into the news so that was most likely what had perpetuated that idea and in august 1975 the then titled colorado springs gazette telegraph reported on a study conducted by eastern colorado law enforcement officials who were dealing with the approximately 60 mutilation cases that were reported as of 1975 that's a lot of cows to just be found in the morning dead for no no reason like spread out or um like in one 
exactly. So they occurred in many different towns. And I have a lot of information about Colorado specifically. So I think that there were a ton in Colorado in many different towns in Colorado, but then it eventually grew to 20 other states across the country. Um, there were so many reports of cattle mutilation in Western and Midwestern states in the 70s that the FBI was finally asked to step in and investigate. But according to now classified documents, or I'm sorry, now declassified oh, documents, classified. excuse Ooh. me, they were <laughs> classified, now they're declassified. They were unable to properly perform the task due to jurisdictional issues. So that like makes you wonder like why would they have classified something that seems so harmless? Right. Or, oh, sorry, we didn't find anything. Why would you even bother to classify that information? Um, so according to the government, the FBI and like the state officials who investigated these things, there have been no official answers ever given for these incidents of potentially hundreds of cattle that were murdered. There was a lot of media coverage of the phenomena at the time. Um, and then I found this article that specifically taught, and it was an article written by a Colorado newspaper, and it was specifically talking about this um, small weekly newspaper called The Brush Banner, and it was talking, it's no longer active, and this paper had a journalist, um, it was edited and published by a journalist named Dan, Dan, Dane Edwards, and he was apparently supposedly the one that did the most research and reported on these incidents in Colorado the most. Um, and he interviewed an Episcopal priest who claimed, quote, in consideration what is um, cut from the animal, like for example, their sex organs, the mutilations don't suggest cultism of a satanic nature. None of these items removed from the cattle are actually used in satanic rites, end quote. Um, and then Edwards even like interviewed these like Colorado coven of witches to see what they had to say about it. Um, Cause I think he was just trying to really, you know, go through all the angles. Cause right at that time people were like, well, it must be people. It must be a cult that's doing this to them. So uh, Edwards wrote several people reported to having seen a flashing strobe light traveling from east to west at an extremely fast rate of speed and changing directions with a staccato effect in the sky. Edwards allegedly uh, worked with the Colorado Bureau of Investigation. I do not know if that's actually accurate, but that's what this <laughs> article said and provided them with evidence um, from his investigative reporting because he interviewed so many different people and really hit the ground running with this news. Um, <laughs> but from what I read, it sounded like he tried to bring a lot of attention to it because he was dissatisfied with um, the outcome. Like no one was really finding any results. So he criticized like the government and he criticized um, law enforcement and he was making a big stink about it and he claimed that his office was broken to broken into multiple times and that someone poured blood on his door his front door i think of his house Ew. he was eventually fired but then the creepy thing is that according to this article he went missing and has never been found oh no so like that's kind of nuts. The guy who made like the biggest stink about all of this was just a, essentially silenced for yeah. reals. <laughs> um, so cattle mutilations have lessened since the 70s, but they still go on. But many are unreported. So there's no real way to know like the actual number, but it's definitely up there. In 1975, Edwards himself noted that 111 mutilation cases uh, were held in the files of the Nebraska brand inspector's office. Um, and they had never actually been even turned over to law enforcement agencies. So that's on top of like the 60 that had been officially reported at that time in 1975. Um, years later, this phenomenon and what could have caused it still remains very controversial and is still very unknown. But when I was researching this, I kind of thought that was going to be it. Like, you know, we, we'll never know. Mm -hmm. um, but this legit happened um, like this fall in, um, in 2019. They found five bulls 
sucked of all their blood and their tongues and genitals were surgically removed. <gasps> oh. So like less than a year ago, that's what happened. And like, this was Whoa. national news. It was on NPR and everything. Wow. So um, a lot of people believe that the culprit were aliens. So according to NPR, Harney County Sheriff's Deputy Dan Jenkins has ruled out that bears, wolves, cougars, or this is the most ridiculous, poisonous plants. I've never heard of a poisonous plant taking someone's genitals off, but <laughs> you know. Especially surgically. <laughs> I don't know everything. Maybe there is a crazy plant out there that's <laughs> potentially capable of these things, but whatever. Yeah. Colorado. Uh, is that where you were born? Drugs. Yeah, this is where A was born, so you might have more insight into this than we do. So the sheriff ruled out bears, wolves, cougars, and poisonous plants um, to be the, the culprit for the bull's demise. He also noted that um, the animals, uh, he, he acknowledged the alien theory himself and didn't deny it um, to NPR. And um, he, he said, know what, a lot what? No, uh, if he doesn't know, what it is. yeah, Pull it out. he doesn't know, he's not ruling out anything. Um, he said, A lot of people lean towards the aliens theory. One caller told and um, told the sheriff's office to look for basically a depression in the ground under the carcass because they believe that the aliens are picked up and then dropped from a great height, which would leave a great depression, like, like, like a concaved area underneath of their bodies. Um, unfortunately, other than aliens, there is really no uh, other explanation out there at this time. Each one of those bulls were estimated as a total of $6,000 each. Oh um, so it was quite an expensive endeavor. Uh, the question has to be asked that if this were a person that did it, then why would a human being want to drain them of their blood, um, genitals, and tongues? They were not shot. They were not um, killed in any other way other than that. So furthermore, the reports to other incidents of dead cows turning up bloodless, this has been dating back since the bloodless cows since the, the 80s. So it just seems super unlikely that someone would be at this for 40 some odd years, just draining blood from cows. So that was my topic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I definitely think it's possible that people, so uh, for our listeners, I grew up with cows. I was raised with actual cattle. And one time we did, unfortunately, we found a murdered cow in our um, field and someone oh. had tried to take the meat from the cow. So like that, yeah. and we're in Maryland, we're nowhere near Colorado uh, or Nebraska, but um, so it does happen, but like it, it, it looked like someone had literally tried to just steal beef, you know, from our farm. Yeah. And that I've always thought was like the creepiest thing in the world. So yeah. gross. But these just seem way more sinister because it has a lot to do with like their sex organs and their blood and their tongues yeah. and things like that. So, um, I don't know. I just, I've always, I'm like, just don't understand why in the 1970s, this was such a huge thing. Maybe there was a cult out there in Colorado that was just like going to town. Some weird, like study, uh, study group for the <laughs> I have no idea. I'm a support group. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think I'm going to need a support group after reading these articles because yeah, I, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. I thought it was going to be about cow abductions and that they just disappeared overnight. Yeah. I was super mistaken. Cows, my God. <laughs> I literally it's... Googled, what do cows have to do with aliens? And then all <laughs> this stuff came up. Yeah, I think the movies had them just abducted because it's, you know, more a little friendlier on the eyes. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, it's um, it's funny you mentioned that because um, my mind is on movies at all times, of course. And in preparation of the podcast, I watched a 
close encounters of the third kind for the first time. And oh, nice. uh, part of that movie takes place in Wyoming. And uh, there's definitely a scene with dead cows. Yeah. And they like imply that it's the aliens. So Yeah, I mean I've just I've seen it is. in movies and TV many times. There's always the cow. It's like how people say the cat always gets it in the in the um scary the movies. <laughs> the cows always get it in the alien movies. It's like always the cow. I know. <laughs> this was the 70s too, so it was like prime time for all this conversation. Yeah. Is that when the movie came out? Yeah, 1977. Oh, okay. Life imitates art. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Or, or art about it and it. wanted to put it in the right in the movie. <laughs> well, that was pretty much the end of all of our alien stories. Thank you so much for coming on a. Yes, thank you for being our special guest, our extra special guest. Um, thank you for having me. No I love problem. The podcast. Uh, I should have said this off the top. Big fan. Uh, <laughs> love listening to you both chat about <laughs> parts. <laughs> so if you guys have any other questions or things that you don't get make sure you email us at the part i don't get at gmail.com check out these awesome videos that a has found on our instagram at the part i don't get and check out our facebook posts later that jay will post for the part i don't get this is the part i don't get this is the part i don't get <laughs> i don't even know the facebook name yet it's not like it has been over a year <laughs> All right. Yeah. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.